Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning on this beautiful Sunday morning. We're glad that we can come together as a body of Christ to worship the King of Kings, declare to him that we're his and that we want to declare this world from the rooftops that he, we are his and that we belong to him and that he came to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. We thank God for this privilege uh, to be able to come together to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And what an awesome time it is to be with you here in this room and those who will be watching and, and listening later through the podcast or through on YouTube or Facebook. Um, a matter of fact, if you are watching, I just want to make sure, you know, you think about this, hit subscribe when you're on the, on the page of the, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, make sure to hit the subscribe button in YouTube and, and the little uh, notification bell so that you can receive uh, the messages as they're uploaded. Um, also, if you're watching on Facebook, hit like, and also follow our manifest uh, church page uh, you can look us up through manifest church sc usually is where you can find it and then also on the podcast you can do the same thing you can look at our you can listen to our podcast and messages on sunday mornings are uploaded in there and you can listen to it at your leisure anywhere you are and you all you have to do is hit follow and hit the notification bell there and then you'll get you'll get them as they come and be alerted so thank you for watching and, and being here i believe that the 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 God of heaven wants to speak to you as he is speaking to us here. And I pray that the message will impact your heart and life for the glory of Christ. Let's uh, let's uh, pray as we get ready to get started. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for this opportunity to come together, to worship you, to be in, in, in fellowship and unity together as a body of Christ. I thank you uh, for those who are here and those, God, that you will add as, as, uh, as such as being saved. Lord, we thank you that you're going to do that in your time, Lord, that you would continue to use us to make a difference in our neighborhood, to make a difference in our community, in our workplace, wherever we find ourselves. May we shine your light among men, Lord. May we be the salt of the earth. And so, Father, I pray that as we come together uh, uh, to look at your word today, to read from the word of God, to be in, in minister to from your word, that God, the Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts, that he would illuminate, that he would uh, reveal and and that he would uh, expose what is hidden, Lord, in, in hearts and cause there to be repentance and, and a returning to the Lord. It will cause there to be salvation to take place as someone who is listening or watching uh, at their home, in their car, or, or they're at their job, or wherever they may find themselves, Lord, that they, the, the, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit will be there to minister to their hearts and that they would receive Jesus as Lord and confess him as their Lord and Savior and believe in their heart that God raised them from the dead. Lord, that is the hope of, of these broadcasts, that they go out and minister to people who are in need of Christ, Lord. And, and those who are in Christ will be built up and edified so that they can do the work of ministry. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, that um, um, I'm even being able to be used in this way. God, I'm so grateful, Lord. I, I, I'm often wonder why you would uh, even uh, pick someone that can't even speak right, Lord. I just thank you for that, Lord, that you take the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. And I'm grateful today, Lord, to be able to stand before your people here, though it may be small, to stand before them and those who listen later to be able to declare your word, your truth. And Father, I ask you, Holy Spirit, now to empower me so that I may preach this word fearlessly as I should, that I may declare the word of God Lord, because I'm incapable in myself, this is your word, this is your, uh, your people, and, 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 and the people of this world belong to you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would speak. Holy Spirit, use me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, so uh, we want to go ahead and, and jump in tonight. Uh, today we're going to look at, uh, we're going to be back in the book of Daniel. We've been in uh, taking a journey together in the book of Daniel. We have been looking at uh, this 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 book and, and man, we we saw the prophetic um, uh, timeline of the uh, in Daniel chapter two. I want to remind you of some of the things that we looked at uh, over the past couple weeks. Um, the first thing we looked at uh, in Daniel chapter two uh, that I, that I really took out of was uh, and the title of that message was the God who changes times and seasons. If you remember, uh, this is a moment where. King Nebuchadnezzar now is is has taken uh, all uh, taken uh, in Daniel chapter one he came and conquered uh, uh, Jerusalem took it over 
and and it was taking the people uh, captive. And uh, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were all there with. Uh, they were taken as well, and uh, we see that God had had set one king down and raised up another, and and He changes the times and seasons of who rules and who when someone rules. And look at what God had did. We looked at that. We also look at. We looked in Daniel chapter two. In that same chapter, we, we saw the God who reveals mysteries, that God is the one who reveals the mysteries of our lives, the mystery of our heart, the mystery of why we exist and why we're here. God is the only one that can do that. Many people look to created things rather than the creator. We know this. We looked at that, that instead of seeking God, the creator of heaven and earth, they look to created things and they begin to ask men for why am I here? Why is why am I going through the the things? I'm why am I addicted to drugs? Why am I addicted to this or pornography? Why are all these things going on? Why is this sin? They don't know what to call it. They just know they're addicted to something. But the issue is sin, and 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 they don't understand why. And and God is the only one who can reveal mysteries. There's no man that can reveal the mystery of your heart and the mystery of your life. But God has done that. We also looked at the God who delivers. Amen. We saw in Daniel chapter three, uh, a moment in time where King Nebuchadnezzar had made an image of himself and he wanted everyone to bow down and worship that image. And it was a test for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And remember that uh, he said anyone who didn't do that was going to be thrown into a fiery burning uh, uh, furnace. And they were thrown in there. Uh, and, the, and as you remember, God delivered them. They didn't even have the smell of smoke. The, the things that bound them were burnt off and they not, not one of their clothes was singed or their hair, nothing. They were untouched and there was a fourth man in the fire. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ was there and it was powerful. And the king just began to praise the God of heaven, the, the most high God, as he called it. And what a mighty deliverance God had did, uh, God had done for uh, Shadrach, Mesh, and Abednego. And I believe this, man, that God can do the same today as he did then. If we would but trust him, we would believe him and know and, and have the faith that they did. They didn't, they didn't fully know if God was going to do it. They just believed that he, they knew that he could. And they said to the king, and even if he doesn't, we still won't bow down to you, king, and worship you. Why? Because that would be against the, the law of God. That would, I, he said, worship, you should not worship any other gods. You should not bow down or worship anything created in an image of man or beast. Can you imagine if they would have uh, done that? Then they would have, uh, then God's, uh, what God wanted to do wouldn't have been happened through them. He would have used someone else. He would have raised someone else. But they had faith in God to know that even if they knew that God could deliver them. But if God chose not to, they were willing to stand. Would that be the kind of faith we have today to say, Lord, I don't know why I'm in this mess. I don't know why this particular person at my job or this particular uh, these particular groups are trying to cancel me, all kinds of things. Lord, but I know this. I know that you can deliver me. And if you don't and you allow me to go through this, Lord, and you allow me to be martyred for your glory, God, I praise you and I will not bow down to the gods of this world. Would that be you and me? I pray that it would be. I pray that we would have the faith as they did, to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, even if he does chooses not to. But praise God in this one, he chose to. And, and what a mighty deliverance it was. And today, uh, the title of my message, we're in Daniel chapter 4. And the title of my message is The God Who Is Able to Humble. The God Who Is Able to Humble. Listen to that. God is able to humble the most uh, elite person in this world, don't matter what they think they are, no matter how much money they have, how many, how much authority and power and dominion they have, God is able to humble. We're going to look at King Nebuchadnezzar. We're going to see his humiliation. We're going to see how God humbled this king of kings, as it says in chapter two of him. He was a king of kings. He was not the king of kings. He was a little king of kings, but the big king of kings, the capital king, he's coming, Jesus Christ, to rule and reign. And we saw that in Daniel chapter two, he's going to set up his kingdom. You know, pride is something that all humanity deals with, right? Pride. Pride is a source of our wars. Pride is a source of our fights and quarrels. When we, when we, when we think of pride, pride is not a good thing. Pride uh, has a way of causing quarrels among people. It causes fights and friction 
and wars. Pride is destructive and it will bring disgrace in our lives if we do not humble ourselves. As we're going to see in Daniel chapter 4, we're going to see a man who, who thought too much of himself and was haughty in his own eyes and who, who didn't realize the only reason he had this much power and authority is because what Daniel had already said, that God had given this to him. If you look in Daniel chapter 2, it said he already gave him this uh, power and authority. He didn't have anything that God didn't give him. So watch this. Look at what Proverbs 11 says. Uh, Proverbs 11, 2, it says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. Amen. When pride comes in our life, it brings disgrace. How many of you uh, can testify to that? How many of you can know that when your pride comes, there's a disgrace that could come from it? Why? Because you're being arrogant and you're being a certain way. And there's a way uh, that life, God uses, allows life to bring us down and humble us. Also, Proverbs 16, 18 tells us this. The, the, the writer of Proverbs says, he says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You see, when pride enters our hearts, look out, destruction is right around the corner. Look out, a fall is right around the corner. When we begin to think we're all that in a bag of chips, when we begin to think that we're we're too, we're all that, we're all that, and we're 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 we're, we're we've got the 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 bling and we've got it all, we're just shiny and we're just looking good. You need to understand that there's coming a day for someone like that who does not understand and recognize that God is the only one who's to be glorified. He's the only one who's to be given that much praise. When you begin to look at that, pride is going to bring destruction in your life. We saw this with Satan. He, he Pride rose in his heart. And he said, I will be like the most high. And as soon as he said those words, he was struck down out of heaven like lightning, the Bible says. That's what Jesus said. He fell like lightning. He was cast down. King Nebuchadnezzar has another dream now in which God reveals to him how he will humble this king of kings. And um, I want you to go with me to Daniel chapter 4. Let's just look at the first three verses. I want you to see. We're going to go step by step because sometimes if you keep reading, uh, it may kind of slow you. It may cause people to like space out. But I want you to just stay with me. Look at Daniel chapter 4. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 3. King Nebuchadnezzar, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. It has seemed good to me to show the signs and wonders that the Most High God has done for me. How great are His signs! How mighty His wonders! His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to to generation man wow i mean right off the shoot this king comes out and begins to praise god he begins to give god praise and glory the the fruit of his lips he was declaring how great and awesome god is and 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 you, when we start this we're like wow well what, what happened <laughs> you know uh we see this king god revealed the mystery of the dream through the the dream and the interpretation god reveals it he worships god as well and he, and, he, and he continues in Daniel. Uh, then he goes from Daniel 2, and, and then he begins to create this image of himself. And, and, and once again, uh, um, thinks too haughty of himself, and he puts uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they would not bow down to his image. He puts them in there, and they get, they're, get, they're getting in this fire, and, and God saves them, and he bows down, and he worships the, the God of heaven. There's no other God that can deliver and I mean, it is because the arrogance that this man said when he said to them, hey, listen, if you guys will just go ahead and bow down when you hear the music, then everything will be fine. Because if not, who, what God will deliver you from my hands? And I'll tell you what, God showed up and he delivered them with a mighty deliverance. And uh, he realized what God they serve. The only true God, the great, uh, <laughs> the everlasting God, the the. Uh, the, the the great I am they they realized that they had have had, he realized what was going on there he began to worship and he continues that worship in Daniel 4 now he's just praising God and giving him praise but let me tell you something God knows our hearts God knows your heart God knows my heart he knows when men are offering him up lip service 
lip service. They're saying, oh, how wonderful you are, God, and, and God is great. Have you ever had a conversation with people whose lives, their life, the way they live is like atheists, that there is no God? But one moment that's, oh, I love God and how, you know, I, I've always thought that God is good and he's wonderful and, and that he's going to let me into heaven no matter what I do, no matter how life goes. And, and their pride, you can hear it because every man will declare their own righteousness, you know, and how good they are and all this stuff. But, but yet God is not going to be mocked. The Bible says whatever a man sows, he'll reap. If he sows to the flesh, he'll reap destruction. If he sows to the spirit, he'll reap eternal life. God knows the heart of a man. God is the only one that knows our hearts. We don't even know it. You might think you know your heart, but you don't know it. That's why this foolishness of this world, the philosophy of this world, to follow your heart. Let me tell you something. Don't ever follow your heart. Your heart is wicked and deceitful. It will take you places you don't want to go. Because your heart is under the fallen state. You need to follow God's word. You need God's word to order your steps. You need God's word to light the path of what you're to take, not your heart, because your heart one day will tell you, hey, you know what? I don't love my husband anymore. I My heart's telling me I love this guy now that's been talking to me all the time and giving me a lot of time. Or your heart may say, man, I don't love this woman no more. She's getting a little old and kind of fat and sorry, you know, don't get offended. Uh, but you, she's getting a little out of shape. And same thing, woman can say the same thing about the husband. Oh, he's getting fat and he's hairy everywhere. You know, I know I'm hairy. So my wife could say that about me. But the point is, your heart can do those kinds of things. And how many of you know that if you go with that, oh, how about this one? I believe God told me to leave my husband and marry this guy. What? God hates divorce. How could God tell you to leave your spouse and be with someone else? That would be totally contradictory. Can you see how evil and wicked and perverse the heart can be? Man, without God, we're all in trouble. Without God, we, won't, we wouldn't know how to, how to do right. Yeah, we, we, we may do some right because we're still made in the image of God. We're image bearers, but it's marred by sin. Sin is the corporate here. Sin is the one that has us all messed up. And sin, we remember in Romans chapter 5, sin entered the world through one man and all sin. Because all sin. I mean, not only does sin enter through, 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 through Adam, but we also are sinners by choice. We're sinners by birth and we're sinners by choice. We choose to sin. You can look this up in Romans chapter 5. You'll see Paul describing how sin entered the world and how sin is our enemy. Sin is the, the very reason we're in the mess we're in. And uh, you can go back to Genesis chapter three and uh, figure it out for yourself and look at it, how sin entered the world through Adam. And so anyway, what we're saying, God is the one who knows whether we are serious. God knows our heart. So don't trust your heart. God knows our heart. Once again, like like the pagan he was. Watch this. Um, uh, you know. He he starts to give God lip service, he starts to. To, to think like God is, is, is awesome and all that, but he doesn't change. And this king, uh, you know, there are people that all the time, you know, that I've been in ministry for a, a little time, that I've been in ministry, I've, I've encountered situations and ministering to people. And, and some will tell you, man, I love the Lord. Um, I want to serve him and, and do all kinds of things. And then they are gone. Something happens or or some, some uh, persecution for the word in their life comes and they, they fall away. And, and it's sad because you realize they didn't understand that they were speaking like, you know, how, how when Peter was trying to stop Jesus from, from suffering, he said, Jesus told them, get thee behind me, Satan, for you do not have the plans of God, but you have the plans of men. In other words, he was not seeing it from heaven's perspective. He was looking at it from a man's perspective. And because of that, he was trying to get in the way from God's plan. And from, from the reason that Jesus came, he said, I came to lay my life down as a ransom for many. Jesus told them, I have to suffer. I have to go this way because this is the will of my father. And as men, we we give God lip service and we say all these kinds of things. So God knows our hearts. And so we're going to see real quickly here that this king is giving him lip service. Let's go on here. Let's start looking at verses 14 
rating. So now the king has a second dream. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and prospering in my palace. I saw a dream that made me afraid. As I lay in bed, the fancies and the visions of my head alarmed me. So I made a decree that all the wise men of Babylon should be brought before me, that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the enchanters, the Chaldeans, and the astrologers came in, and I told them the dream, but they could not make known to me its interpretation. At last, Daniel came in before me. He who was named Belshazzar, after the name of my God, in whom it is the spirit of the holy gods, and I told him the dream, and saying, O Belshazzar, Chief of the mag magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you and no mystery is too difficult for you. Tell me the visions of my dream that I saw and their interpretation. The vision of my head as I lay in bed were these. I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong and its top reached to heaven and it was visible to the end of the whole earth. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it, and the birds of the heavens lived in its, inhabit, uh, in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. I saw in the visions of my head as I lay in bed, and behold, a watcher, a holy one, came down from heaven. He proclaimed aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and lop off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruits. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from the branches. But leave the stump of its roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze, amid the tender grass of the field. Let him be wet with the dew of heaven. Let, him, let the, his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Let his mind be changed from a man's and let it let a beast mind be given to him and let seven periods of time change, uh, pass over him. The sentence is by the decree of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones to the end that the living may know that the most high rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest of men. This dream I, Nebuchadnezzar, saw and you, O Belshazzar, tell me the interpretation, because all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation, but you are able, for the spirit of the holy ones, of the holy gods is in you. Wow, what a moment we hear. Another dream, and uh, here it is. Isn't it much like us? We see this going on today. Um, he, was, he was in his palace. He was prospering. And, uh, you know, we see what, you know, in our nation, even in our nation, we have prospered. We have we have become wealthy. We have been at ease. And now we're beginning to see the wars and the and the and the uh, destruction of our crops. I mean, we, if you if you're paying attention and you're watching and you're looking and you're looking at things that are going on, we're seeing um, uh, chicken farms being burned. We're like not it's, a lot of these things we say, oh, it could be coincidental. no. There's so many of them burning down, and that, that that's also helping the cost of rising. There's other reasons for this as well, but the, you got to see all these things are hitting us in all these different ways. We're seeing how our, all our institutions have turned away from God. We're seeing in the schools. Thank God for parents, though. There is a remnant who are fighting to say, no, we want to end these kinds of um, uh, antichrist-type teachings that are in the schools uh, concerning uh, identity politics, all that's going in the schools of, uh, uh, you know, can you imagine kids can't even are being taught that, that a boy isn't a boy, a boy can be a girl or a girl can be a boy. And all these kinds of things are are being in, infiltrated into us while we're prospering, while parents are like, hey, I'm having a good old time, let them raise my kids. And all of a sudden the enemy has been coming in, sowing, sowing weeds among uh, among the uh, uh, among the wheat, he's been he's been sowing it in while we've been asleep and we've been at ease in Zion, and and we're seeing this thing. Uh, these enemies are, are, are across the ocean have been raised up, and there are certain things happening right here in our country, and people because of pride don't see it coming. 
You know, people's pride won't let them see that destruction's around the corner, that disgrace is around the corner. They don't want to see it. Do you know God is telling us this because he wants us to repent? Do you understand? God doesn't uh, allow these things to take place. He doesn't allow these, these uh, wars to happen for just to happen. No, there's a reason because we are the sinners. We're the ones that are doing wrong. We've rejected God. People say, well, where was God with this? Well, why should he be there if we we totally kicked him out of everything? We don't want him involved in our lives. We say, get out of our schools. Get out of our government. Get out of all of our institutions. We won't want God. We got people on school board uh, saying that we shouldn't allow people to be on the school board who have Christian values. Can you imagine? But we want to put people who have values that think that they're, that they're, they, they, um, they're void of reality. They think that because I think between my ears that I'm a deer, then I should be up in this board and teach children. Are you kidding me? Just like he says here, their mind will be turned from a man's mind to a mind of a beast because of their pride. Do you see it? Do you see it? Are your eyes open? Are your ears open? Are you seeing? Do you hear what the Spirit is saying? We need to repent as God's people. We need to turn from our wicked ways. We need to humble ourselves. The pagan will not repent, but God's people must, and we have been too silent for too long. Pulpits have been silent in America. Pulpits are all living, they're preaching all these flowery messages, and they don't realize that people are dying in their sins. They don't realize that their, their own people are living in sin, and it's because they're not preaching the truth. In love, they're not, they're not calling men to the word of God that we need to live according to what God says. We're not to live by our own feelings and our own hearts. We're to come and surrender ourselves. We're to humbly accept the word of God that is able to save us. Amen. We're not to look at, 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 at how we don't have to look to the things of this world to, to, to tell us how we're to love people. We're to look to the word of God. And yet men in their pride, just like this king, he gets his dream. He's living in, in, in all, all on the luxuries and all we can all we're concerned about where I'm going to go on vacation or what I'm going to do. Listen, there's nothing inherently evil with those things, but you're not to pursue those things. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. What is your pursuit? What is the priority of your life? Is it the kingdom of God or is it you being at ease and at peace? Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. Came to bring a sword. He was at ease. Once again, like, a, like the pagan that he was, he starts seeking the interpreta interpretation of the dream from the sources, from, uh, from sources, uh, created sources rather than the creator. He begins to, to look to, to his magicians, as his, the Chaldeans, the wise men uh, of his kingdom, but he doesn't seek God like he did in the very chapter two. We see this king again. You can see if he really understood that this was the most high God and that God already revealed the mysteries of his heart when he showed him. You know, he said, I'm going to just do it my way. I, I got my, and he, they couldn't tell him. And then he remembered, oh, Daniel's here. Daniel can do it. Daniel did it last time. Because I know the spirits of the gods, you know, he's still talking like a pagan. There's only one God. There is no gods. And what happens? This is the same thing. Too many people today, it breaks our hearts, right? Too many people we see, they're, 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 they're looking for the answers to the problems in creative things, they're looking to a bottle, the alcohol, and they're drinking because they're dealing with depression. They're dealing with, with all sorts of sin that is, is in their life, with all kinds of things and pain and sorrow and, and all kinds of disappointments and all those things. They look to a bottle. They look to a drug to escape. And the, all the while, Satan is laughing and he's been doing this and he's been deceiving and lying to you, thinking that that bottle is going to help you. But you know what? When you wake up and you're back, sober the problem is still there the sin is still there and you're still depressed and you're still living in this and ultimately if you keep on sinning in that manner the addiction to the drug or, or or to the bottle you are going to die in your sin but god does not want that for you friend god wants you to repent god wants you to turn to him god wants you to drink from the living water he wants you to be if you he wants you to be uh filled not with 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 a uh, strong drink he wants you to be filled with the holy spirit god wants you to, to glorify him on this earth. 
But you got to understand your sin is in the way. And the only thing that can wash away your sin is Jesus Christ and the blood that he poured out on Calvary. There is no other uh, remedy for you. There is no other person that can tell you what's wrong with you. Only Christ can save you. Only Christ can deliver you. Only Christ has the answer. Today, if you'll repent and believe, you can be saved as well. And this king, as he always did, looking to other people, and he has a second dream. And, and you see me, this lip service he was giving God. You see, God knows our hearts. And, and in this dream, he, he begins to see this, this, this big tree. And he sees all this stuff going on. And how, how all of a sudden, the, 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 because of what was going on, he doesn't realize this. We, we get to see this because Daniel interprets it. God had given Daniel the interpretation. And Daniel does this. He's gifted to do this. And, and, uh, but he knows our hearts. You see? God will not be fooled by you, by my lip service, by your lip service. God knows the intent of your heart. God knows uh, what's going on. He knows your hearts and he knows the future. He knew the pride that was in the king. He knew the pride Nebuchadnezzar had in his heart. He knew it. And therefore, in this dream, God warns him and shows him what will happen to this individual. And of course, we find that we're going to find out that this individual is the king. You know, I'm reminded of, uh, uh, of God, uh, God's word in Luke chapter 18. I want you to go there with me. Luke chapter 18, and we'll come back to Daniel. Luke 18. And Luke 18, verses 9 through 14, I want you to see this is the pride. And I'm reminded of this scripture as this king is getting this vision. Look, look at this. It says, in verse, uh, uh, Luke 18, verse 9, and we're going to be reading through verse 14. He said, He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I have or all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I was reminded of this, thinking this man, and he, and, and, and he was at ease, and he was all happy. We're going to see this man, is, 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 God is giving him a glimpse of what's going to happen if he continues on this path. And, and the same thing God tells you and me, that if we continue in the path of pride, that destruction is around the corner, a fall is around the corner, and God is trying to warn you. God is trying to warn because He loves you. God wants to warn you, and God has been warning you of your sin, but your pride is in the way. You, ah, I don't need God. I don't, I don't want God. I, I'm all right. I, I don't need a Savior. That's a crutch, and God's trying to warn you. Even right now, every time that you turn the channel or any time you put on a, a YouTube and this pops up or, or another preacher says something to the same degree or something else pops up, God has been trying to warn you. And friend, if you don't repent, if you don't understand, you're here in this room, you're listening, God is warning you. There is a day coming of reckoning. And He wants to save you. He wants, to, he wants you to repent. He wants you to humble yourself or you will be humbled. God will not be mocked. The glory belongs to him. So the king uh, goes into that. We see what happens. Now let's look at Daniel. Daniel interprets the king's dream. I got to watch my time. I don't even know where I'm at. How am I doing, Daniel? All right. I got 10 minutes. Good, good. I got 10 minutes. Uh. Daniel interprets a dream. Let's look at verses 19 through 27 of chapter 4. Then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was dismayed for a while, and his thoughts alarmed him. Can you see Daniel? It's like, oh boy, I got to tell the king this, because, you know, Daniel is a prophet, and he's got to tell the king 
this interpretation of this dream and he's just it's 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 weighing on his heart the king answered and said belshazzar let not the dream or the interpretation alarm you belshazzar answered and said my lord may the dream be for those who hate you and its inter its interpretation for your enemies the tree you saw which grew and became strong so that its top reached to heaven and it was visible to the end of the whole earth whose leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant in which was food for all under which beasts of the field found shade and in whose branches the birds of the heavens lived it is you o king who have grown and become strong your greatness has grown and reaches to heaven and your dominion to the ends of the earth and because the king saw a watcher a holy one coming down from heaven and saying chop down the tree and destroy it but leave the stump of its roots in the earth bound with a, a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field let him be wet with the dew of heaven and let his portion be with the beasts of the field till seven periods of time pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord, the king, that you shall be driven up from among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. You shall be made to eat grass like an ox, and you shall be wet with the dew of heaven, and seven periods of time shall pass over you, till you know that the Most High rules the kingdoms of men, the kingdom of men, and gives it to whom he will. And as it was commanded to leave the stump of the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be conformed or confirmed for you from the time that you know that the heavens, that the heaven rules. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by practicing righteousness and your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed, that there may perhaps be a lengthening of your prosperity. Wow. Daniel. Daniel loves this king. Daniel, you can you hear the love of God and Daniel for this king? You got to understand we're called to pray for people. Can you Daniel's there and he's in, in, in the top rankings of this government. Uh, of of this king's government and and as a as a believer he's praying for this king and hoping that he would come to know the only true god that he would repent of his sins and and and, and now he has to give this king this message uh because it's it's again the impending judgment that's coming upon him for his pride and and for his arrogance god is going to bring this man low so low that as we saw this man is going to eat grass like an ox this man's mind's going to, he's going to have a, a messed up mind. His mind's going to be confused. And this is what happens to people when they reject God. When they, the Bible says in Romans chapter one, that they, they exchange the truth for a lie. And God gives you over when you do that, when you exchange the truth of who he is for a lie, and you begin to believe the lie rather than the truth, God will turn you over to a reprobate mind. Your mind will be gone from, from the light of God. You will not have light. You think you'll be smart. You might be smart in this world, but you will be dumb for eternity. You will not have what you need for salvation because you've rejected the truth and you've believed the lie. Listen, uh, this, 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 this is awesome. God wants you and me to have that same heart. Pray for your, your lost friends. Pray for your lost family members. Pray for lost people that you come in contact with daily. Pray for them. Pray for God to open their hearts and their minds to, 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 to be uh, escaped from Satan's uh, trap where he's got them bound. He's the prince of this, this world right now, and he's, he's got the wool over their eyes, and he's got them just like, think about yourself before Christ, how you were. And when someone who was a Christian tried to talk to you, it was like, ah, whatever. You know it sounded good, but ah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I want to. I don't want to leave my, you know, I remember I was talking to it, a family member one time on a porch, and, and we were talking, and and uh, someone had passed away and we were, we were talking in the porch. And he's like, man, I just don't think I can let go of the liquor. Oh, man. And my heart was so broken because I said, you don't understand. When you find Christ, you won't need the liquor bottle. That bottle ain't going to help you. That bottle, is, that's a lie. That's a, a facade. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a temporary 
fix, right? But it will not solve the problem of sin. Only Jesus can do that. And only Jesus can bring joy in your heart. Only Jesus Christ can fill you uh, with his spirit and, and begin to change those things. As you rely upon him, God will set you free from the addiction to alcohol. And, um, and I said, you, you know, it's like, you, you ask, you, I don't have to give up anything. You know what's going to happen? The moment that he comes in, you want to give those things up because you realize, man, this is death. I, I was living in death. Man, you are the one that holds the key of eternal life. I want to come to you. I was seeking after this thing because I thought that no, no, that's not going to help me. But you are, Lord. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to follow you. And God begins to do a work in our lives. See, that's what we do. We sit there and we try to talk and we try to reason and we try to pray. And we, man, God wants you to have the same heart that Daniel had. You see, he gives him the interpretation. He was troubled. Man, uh, you know. When you begin to demonstrate love to people, they'll, they'll begin to open up to you. They'll, they'll speak to you, and, 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 and they'll know who to go to. They'll know who to go to like this king. Even though they may give God this lip service, they'll know when, they, when, they, when, when the bottle doesn't do it anymore, they'll call you, they'll send you a private message on Messenger, whatever it takes. They'll call, call you. Why? Because they know you know. Just like, just like Daniel, they know, who, they know that you know where to go for the answer. And that's what you and I have to be continually. We need to be the one that points to Christ. We need to the way we live, the way we are. We need to want, be the ones who point to Jesus. The Bible tells us in Psalm 10, 4. Uh, let's move on to verses 28 to 33. Watch this. I got to move quickly here. Now, the, the, the dream is fulfilled and the king is brought low. Look at this. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And the king answered and said, Is it not this great Babylon? Is not this great Babylon, which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence for the glory of my majesty? While the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. Right? I'm a mess around um oh king nebuchadnezzar to you it is spoken the kingdom has departed from you and you shall be driven from among men and your dwellings shall be with the beasts of the field and you shall be made to eat grass like an ox and seven periods of time shall pass over you until you know the most high rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will immediately the word was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar and he was driven from among men and ate grass like an ox and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, I was messing around, but it's serious. You see what happens? God pronounces the judgment upon him. It is fulfilled. It, he said, I look what I've done. Look what I have built. Look at the things that I do. Let me tell you, the moment the words were in his mouth, judgment began to happen. You see, the wicked is the pride of life. Psalm, Psalm 10, 4 says, in the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. First John 2, 16 says, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the, the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. He was brought low as soon as the words were in his mouth. What is it that you're doing? What is it that you're saying? You're going to be brought low, friend. But, but did you hear Daniel? Daniel said, listen, Daniel told this king, in verse 27, Daniel 4, 27, look at this. Daniel's going to put this on the screen for you. Daniel 4, 27, look at the heart of God through Daniel as he's speaking. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by practicing righteousness and your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed that there may perhaps be a lengthening of your prosperity. You see, God declares the impending judgment in order to cause people to repent. 
You see, there's a day coming when God, the day of the Lord is coming. The second coming of Jesus Christ is coming. And so many people are mocking and scoffing. Oh, these preachers always say Jesus is coming and, and, and he never does. And things go on like they've always been. But let me tell you, it's because God is patient with you. He doesn't want you to perish. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He's, he's, he's wanting more people to get saved. He's wanting more people to come into his kingdom. And, and he wants more people to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of the kingdom, he wants to bring them in. But there's coming a day, friend, that the door is going to be closed. At the moment of opportunity, that window of grace will be closed and judgment will come and Jesus will come. As he says, he's going to be riding a white horse and he's going to execute just judgment on the wicked. But God is warning you today. God is warning you that death is coming. Death will come. You don't, you don't know when you're going to live. You don't know if tomorrow you're going to die. You don't know if five minutes from now you're going to stop breathing. But God knows and he's trying to warn you. He's trying to cause you to prick your heart hard enough with this message to cause you to look for him because he loves you. Listen, there's no, there's no question that God loves his creation. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Bible says that God demonstrated his love in this while he, we were yet sinners. Christ died for you, the ungodly. Christ died for us. He died not waiting for you. He died in, in order to provide the provision for you to be saved. And delivered because he loves you. Will you be like this king and, and continue in your pride and judgment comes upon your life? Let's finish up here. God keeps his promise and restores the king. Because in that dream, he didn't completely destroy him. He left the stump, remember? There was a stump there. And there was a fulfillment of the promise. You know why? Because God knows our hearts. In his foreknowledge, he knew this king would humble himself eventually. But God had to first humble him. I mean, whew, we don't even want to hear God. We don't even want to understand what that means in our lives, that God would humble us. Look at verses 34 and 37. We'll finish. At the, at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is a everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. And he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and my splendor returned to me. My counselors and my Lord sought me and I was established in my kingdom and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and honor the king of heaven for all his works are right and his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. <laughs> Now the king has a real change of heart. Now it's no longer lip service. The king has, has, uh, has, has seen the Lord. The king has realized. Did you see? This is like the prodigal son, right? Uh, he's eating from the pig pen. He's literally eating grass. And, he, and his mind is gone. And it says he looked to heaven. See, he, th this is an act of repentance. He looked up. He looked to see where his help could come from. He was no longer looking down for help. Now his help was coming from the Lord. Amen. The maker of heaven and earth. He looked unto the Lord. He didn't look to the created things. He looked to him. And when that moment, his mind was made right and he be, God began to restore him. Why? Because God knew at that moment when that king that was, who was looking low, who was, who was beaten down to the very bottom of the, uh, as low as you can get, when he realized, I can't get myself out of this, he looked up. And when he looked up, there was the repentance. There was the humility now. And he, I, I'm reminded of Job in Job 42, verses 5 and 6. Again, Job 42, verse 5 and 6. Job has an encounter with God. And Job says, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despair myself and repent in dust and ashes. When we have an encounter with God like this, we humble ourselves. And God restores us. God puts a ring on your finger, a robe on your back, and he kills the fattened calf and he celebrates. Why? The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices over one sinner who repents. 
One. We don't even need a crowd to repent. We just need one sinner to repent and all of heaven throws a party and rejoices at it. Why? Because the person that was in their pride and in their arrogance, they finally looked up to where their help comes from. Please hear the voice of the Lord today. Please listen to the Spirit of God speaking to your heart today. Repent of your sin and put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And He'll save you. If you're a believer and pride has entered your heart, repent of your pride. Humble yourself before He humbles you. Humble yourself. And in due season, God will exalt you. Let God be the one that exalts you. Man, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're around the God's people, you don't, need to, you don't need to do anything but let God do what He's going to do. Just humble yourself and God will exalt you in due time. You, if you exalt yourself, that's all you're going to get. Let God exalt you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for speaking to our hearts, Lord. Thank you for answering prayer. Lord, speaking through me, I, I, I know your spirit was upon me. I thank you for it, Lord. And I pray that right now those who are, have watched and listened, Lord, that you'll speak to their hearts, Lord, that you'll minister to them. And right there, if they, if they have been convicted by the Holy Spirit, if they have uh, been convicted of sin, righteousness, and judgment, that they would repent right now of their sin, confess it to you, Lord, and that they would believe in their hearts, that they would confess you as Lord in their lives and say, I believe you, Jesus, and I confess you as my Lord. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you were buried. I believe that you rose again on the third day, and I put my trust in you, Lord. Save me, wash me. Set me free from the addiction of, uh, that I've been under. Set me free, Lord, from the sin that has tangled me and, and made me a mess. Wash me clean, Lord. And he wants to do that for you. And, when, and I believe right now he will, he'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. And if you're a fellow believer and God has convicted your heart because of pride, or maybe you're just not sure. You may be thinking of other people, man. That's pride. Think about yourself. Get rid of the pride. And put your trust in Him. If you're going to boast, boast in the Lord. If you're going to have pride, pride, be prideful in the Lord and what He's doing. Be, 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 let your boast be in Him, not in yourself. Humble yourself. Be, and, and in due time, God will exalt you. Trust in him. He's doing a work. We ask these things in the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. We'll see